We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870, Mike Detelier along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, and on our Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text line, uh, LSU women's basketball coach Kim Mulkey. Coach, thanks so much for joining us uh, tonight. And, Coach, uh, i got some coaches in my family, and, and they all bring this up about I, I like to put my team through the test. Uh, you know, I, I want to test them uh, and, and just see how well, once the competition gets a little bit stronger, you had two pretty good tests, Georgia, Texas A&M, and you know, we know what's happening on Super Bowl Sunday. You you play the best of the best in South Carolina. But those two teams really tested your basketball team. Well, Tennessee, Tennessee too. Tennessee they, also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we, had a, we had a busy week, three games in seven days and three hard games. Uh, I know people want to say, well, they weren't ranked. Listen, guys, rankings are overrated. That's someone's <laughs> opinion. Okay, <laughs> who decides if you're one or two? Now think about it, Bobby. A bunch of sports writers, for right, Christ's right, sake, right. really? Right. So, I mean, it brings great recognition, but I can tell you Tennessee is one of the top 25 teams in the country. Their record doesn't reveal it because they've played too many, too, too, too many good teams. you got to be careful to not overschedule. Georgia, that 1-2-2 two, two matchup zone that she teaches, um, I, I still shake my head and think, gosh, if I have to play them again, I've got to do a better coaching job, and uh, we survived that. And then A&M's better today than they were when we first played them because yeah. they have three starters back or three top players back that were injured. So they're getting better, and you go on the road. That could have been a trap game right after a tough uh, you know, Georgia game, and then we've got this week off to rest a little bit and uh, get ready for by far the best team in the country. Nobody can beat them, uh, but we're sure as heck going to go and try to not embarrass ourselves, play hard. Uh, we're relevant now. It's sold out, 18,000 people in the arena, and um, heck, it's, it's going to be fun. The pressure's not on us. We're not supposed to be doing what we're doing, but we're doing it, and uh, let's go see what happens. Now, uh, Coach Walke, uh, when you look at it, and I think uh, I like the time frame. I think it's like one-ish uh, when you're going to play South Carolina and Columbia. So I think you're going to have a lot of viewership there, uh, you know, considering where LSU's at and where the South Carolina Gamecocks. But what makes South Carolina so different than, let's say, the undefeated LSU Lady Tigers or like Connecticut or Stanford or Indiana – when you look at uh, who's considered, you talk about uh, where you rank, it doesn't really matter. But it seems like it's unanimous that South Carolina, everyone thinks that, uh, no, they're the best of the best. Is it their depth or, or uh, what is it that makes them uh, that almost people think that they by far above everyone to be number one? Let's start with they are the defending national champions and they have everybody back with the exception of a couple of players so that right there just tells you how much experience how much confidence how long they've played together the second thing that is just 
<laughs> you can't grow overnight, Bobby. They're six five, six seven. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I, I'm pretty decent sized inside. But listen, the last time I had a six seven and six five, I had Kalani Brown out of Salmon High School in Slidell, and I had Lauren Cox out of Flower Mound High School in Texas, and we won the national championship. Size matters. Um, and that's the two things that stand out. And because of that size, it is going to be just a tremendous task to try to keep them off the boards. Uh, you know, they teams go and play them tight and play them tough and keep it close, but they're just so um, good and, and can bring in so many different combinations of players that they don't ever get rattled. And then you play it on their home court. Um, I just, I, I really am excited to play them because that's where we want to go as a program. That's that's what we're shooting for. And uh, this is going to be a great opportunity for us. And uh, I, I just know how good they are. And, uh, you know, it's going to, it's, I think it's a noon game here, maybe 1 o'clock Eastern time, their time. Uh, yep. And it's right before Super Bowl uh, Sunday, so maybe we'll get some of those casual uh, football fans right. that don't like women's sports just to flip over in between drinking beer and eating nachos. Well, right, to see the best of the best. Uh, I think if you're a sports fan, I don't care if it's male or female, you want to see the best of the best, and that's why I think, uh, Coach Mulkey, that fans will be tuned in. Now, uh, when you when you look at it, okay, it's like, uh, I don't know, you playing Goliath, uh, so to speak. David and Goliath. I mean, what do you do like with a pregame speech? Uh, do you say like, hey, look, man, all the pressure's on them. We've got to go out there and have fun because uh, it has to be like, hey, look, we can shock the world. I mean, uh, because it's not like, okay, uh, if South Carolina loses, like, oh, what happened? But uh, so what do you do like a pregame atmosphere? Because you've probably been in this situation, whether going back into your playing days at Louisiana Tech or – you know, with the Baylor Bears or whatever it might take. But to be in this type of game where it's kind of like, what? South Carolina is that good. Uh, LSU, uh, I mean, they just hoping they can hang. So how do you give, like, pregame? Just play foot loose and fancy free or what? I think I give them a little bit of all of it, but I don't wait until pregame. <laughs> okay. I've got four or five days right now, and each day I say something different. And I'm going to let them know this is just one game. And if you can, for 40 minutes, just give everything you have, who knows what's going to happen. But right. I can tell you, if we, if we beat them, Bobby, we're going to shake their hands. We're not going to celebrate. Right. What, what does that mean if we beat them? It, it means you got a little leg up on the SEC championship. Right. If you lose, we're not going to be devastated. Uh, like you might have to play them again, right? Yeah, you'll be disappointed. <laughs> you'll see them somewhere down the line. Yeah, you'll be disappointed, but nonetheless, you you don't you don't overemphasize the importance of the game. Is it a big game? Sure, it's a big game, but it's not the most important game that we'll play this year. And I think you talk to them about uh, being the underdog. I think you talk to them about how many people have beaten the Goliath. I hell, I beat the Goliath when I was at Baylor and beat LSU in two thousand and five when they had Simone Augustus and they had. Sylvia Fowles and Tamika Johnson. So I can use a lot of examples, but I've also been on the other end of that where we were the Goliath and we were upset. 
And what what I tell you, Herm Edwards' famous quote, that's why you play the game. <laughs> yeah, that's why you play. Uh, between, I don't know, what, what do they say for basketball? You always know, say between the lines and all that. Uh, so, so what do you say? Like, uh, you can have all the hype with the fans and all, but what, what it would be like coach speaker or, or, or players talking? Uh, it doesn't matter what everyone's saying and uh, – Who's taunting you or whatever? Is it uh, is between the lines? Is that goes for football or basketball or what? Well, I just think once that ball is tipped, I think you just see competitors get after it. Yeah. And uh, you know, y'all in football, it's a game of inches. How many times have you yeah. heard that? Well, a game true. of inches. You know, in basketball, uh, you can say a lot of things, but I, I just believe that man, we're going to have to defend. But more importantly than anything we have to do against South Carolina, we have got to battle on the boards. We have got to battle like crazy. And, you got to box you know, out. I, I called a timeout quickly in that Tennessee game. They got about four or five offensive rebounds right there in front of us. And I just said, oh, no, I've had enough of that. And I jumped up and called a quick timeout. Well, if Tennessee did that to us, can you imagine what South Carolina can potentially do to you on their court? So I'll get their attention on things like that. Well, well, Coach Bucky, I'm glad you brought that up because I'm saying because fundamentals, you're talking about boxing out. That starts whether you're a kid playing basketball, I don't care what level. Uh, can you box out your opponent? Uh, will you be maybe giving the officials the business if they're going over your back and you boxing them out? Or like, uh, come on, you got to call that. Uh, how does that work? Well, no secondhand, cha- <laughs> no secondhand well, chances. We're 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 not gonna grow six seven and six five over, <laughs> overnight. If y'all know of something, I can take them to go eat before you know Sunday that'll make us grow a few inches. Give me a call. But you got to do the little things. You got to not get buried deep defensively. You're not gonna block their shots. You got to make sure you bring the bigs away from the basket. You're not going to just post up on them. They're going to block your shots. You have to be creative, but yet not change who you are. You're not going right. to go create this offense in the next two or three days that that we haven't done for 23 basketball games. Uh, you're just going to do the best you can. You're going to make sure that uh, you don't let the crowd take you out of the game. Uh, just compete. And uh, I've been in, in these games many a time where tight games we've won, tight games we lost, and, hell, I've been on the other end where we've been blown out before on national television, and that's not fun either. I know this. 18,000 fans, you can't get a ticket. They told me they're going for like $2,000 to try to get a ticket now. Whoa. That is good for LSU women's basketball. It's good for the SEC. Right. It's good for women's basketball. And uh, it'll make for uh, uh, just just somebody watch it, flip it, and go, hey, there's two Olympians coaching these teams. Hey, those two coaches have won quite a few national championships themselves. Hey, look at that Angel Reese. Look at Boston, the best player in the country. Hell, just turn it over to that channel for a little while before the Super Bowl starts. Coach, uh, I was talking to somebody today who's a men's uh, head basketball coach in the NCAA, and one of the things he was telling me, and Mikey said, you know, sometimes the hardest thing when you have some success is that you think you want to change your team, and you brought it up about you are who you are. Now, he says you can do maybe a little wrinkle here or there, but you are who you are. You're not going to change the dynamics of, of your team in basketball, and he said, now maybe you can run a, a certain couple of plays or a certain little wrinkle here and there to sort of take 
take advantage of a, maybe a mismatch you see. But the hardest thing he says sometimes in coaching in a game like this is you think you got to change up something, and you know what? You mess yourself up by doing it. It's called overcoaching. Yep. We probably right. have all played for coaches who think they're smarter than the guy on the other end. And at the end of the day, the players are the ones that win the ball games. The players are the ones who make plays. The players can be uh, told a few things in a timeout. We can tweak some stuff the next two or three days. We can run some some quick hitters, all those kinds of things. But at the end of the day, they're out there, and they're just going to go compete. Who's going to get to the 50-50 balls? Who's going to get that one extra rebound? Who's going to push it up the floor? It's, it's not complicated. Uh, coaches really in a game of this magnitude, I'm telling you, coaches probably will have zero to do with the outcome. Now, each coach will have some little something that we will do that may help our teams Correct. during the course of the game. But at the end of it, buddy, and that's in any sport, players go make plays. Yeah, I always said, uh, look, uh, players make great coaches. I think if you're a coach and you're honest, now you got to point them in the right direction. I mean, it's proven. I think Tom Brady uh, put Bill Belichick on the map. I, put, I played Bill Belichick when he was with the Browns. Nobody, Bill Belichick, they ran him out of town in Cleveland. Okay, Here's Bill Belichick. Oh, so look, wait, look wait, 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 let me finish this. Let me finish this. Because all of a sudden, you look at Sean Payton. What he's going to do now in Denver? I think Drew Brees and with Sean Payton, but I, I look at what happened with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Listen, I think great players make coaches even better than maybe uh, the perception. And nothing against you, Coach Malka, any coach. But I think as a coach, you got to point a great player in the right direction. That's a that's a skill set that you have to have. But you could be the greatest coach. And look, look where the Patriots have been lately. I mean, if you don't have the players, it doesn't matter if you know what the hell you're doing. Bob, I think one of the I, things that I, look listen. on Super Bowl Sunday, and we all think the world of Andy Reid as right. a coach. And, and he, he led his team to a Super Bowl with Donovan McNabb. They didn't win it. And then he has Alex Smith, okay, in Kansas City. He's been to three out of the last four Super Bowls with Patrick Mahomes. And people say, oh, Andy Reid made Patrick Mahomes. Well, I can flip it. Patrick Mahomes made Andy Reid a better coach. Come on. That's just common sense. Hey, to me it goes hand in hand. You could do a certain percentage and all that. But, uh, uh, Coach Walker, I I know you know, uh, great players – can make great coaches if the coach knows what the hell they're doing. Listen, y'all have said a, a mouthful, and I agree. <laughs> listen, listen to what I'm telling you. I have played from as a player for some of the sorriest coaches, <laughs> and we won championships. And that's not talking about in high school or in college. I'm talking about international, and I'm like, oh, my Lord, you know. So, yes, talent matters. Great players make coaches look good. But I do believe the leadership of a coach, understanding the strengths and weaknesses of what you have in that talent and making damn sure you run the right stuff. Without a doubt. To to let that that athlete or, or that quarterback or whoever excel. And that is why you say it goes hand in hand. Coaching does matter. You can think of this. Think of the most talented teams, guys, that never win championships. 
You're going to always go back and point at the coach. First. Right, without yep. a doubt. Okay. Without true. a doubt that they don't have the right You're direction with the coach. You're going to always point at the coach and say, dang, if they had a coach, man, that would be running different things. I agree with that, too. But you can't I, – I really want to say something, but I'm not going to say it on the air because my mama <laughs> used to say it. Baby, you can't make chicken salad out of chicken – and then I'll have You're right. I agree with that. You, you don't have a donkey running in the Kentucky Duck, Derby. No, no. You, yeah. you got Correct. a thoroughbred. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I agree. But, but, now, now uh, Coach Morgan, uh, what about this? Because, you know, everyone knows your background and the history of what you've accomplished. And they said, uh, Texas, uh, this is uh, from, let me see, 95-58. Could you ask Coach Morgan if her team would play Baylor in the future Maybe a game in Waco and then one in Baton Rouge. I mean, I. Well, I think. Let me answer that. I've been asked if I would go back to Louisiana Tech and play, and the answer is no. And here's why I put too much heart, blood, sweat, and tears into hanging those banners in the Thomas Assembly Center. And I don't ever take any pleasure of going back there and beating a team or a program, they may be, beat me, but that, that just it's too emotional. And that would be the same way gotcha. that I would answer about the Baylor deal. Um, when you spend 19 years of your life in Ruston, Louisiana, and you build that program, I, I can't do it. When you spend 21 years of your life in Waco, Texas, in the Farrell Center, can't do it. Now, a lot of people would probably say, well, that's chicken crap. No, I'm sorry. That is my loyalty. That is my love for those institutions. And I know what it took at each institution to build those programs, and I'm not going to do it. I didn't take pleasure in beating Pat Summit in her last game. Right, her last game she ever coached. I went to that press conference, and you didn't. I said, "My gosh, we won the game. We're going to the final." I have no pleasure in sitting here knowing that's her last game to ever coach. I have those kind of feelings, and I'm very, very protective of them. Well, that's awesome, Coach uh, Malkin. That means you're real, and that's why we love you. Uh, because Coach, uh, hey, that, listen, you couldn't have said it that, any that, better. That, no, really, that, couldn't. Have. That, that is an honest opinion. And that is uh, showing the emotions of being a human being and all what you've experienced. I mean, uh, you couldn't have said it better. Well, you don't spend your whole life uh, living out of a suitcase. I never did. I have, I have packed my suitcase when I was 18 years old to go to North Louisiana, and I spent 19 years there. Then I packed my suitcase again and spent 21 years in Waco, Texas. Nope. It wasn't just a job to me. I was invested in those places. I never thought I would leave those places. And so the answer is no. I will never go back to either one because it's too uh, emotional. Um, it's, there's too much in my heart for those places. Kim, thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. i, I got to be honest with you. I've done this over 30 years. You would be on my Mount Rushmore for guest we've ever had on here on WWF Radio. No, because you're a real person. People relate to that. Bobby always has this comment about you can't fake the funk. Yeah, yeah, come on. Uh, She keeps it real. uh, You got it, guys. Well, listen, y'all have a good evening and turn your TV on Sunday. I will. Thank you, Coach. We appreciate it. That was Kim Mulkey, the women's head basketball coach at LSU. And then Sunday, right before Super Bowl Sunday. Number three versus number one. One and three play. LSU and South Carolina, the two teams undefeated 
and uh, women's college basketball. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.